0: Is Easter the holiday where you're supposed to do a lot of confession or is that Lent or Christmas? I get confused. But since we're here anyway, I'm going to go ahead and confess to you. Um, I have never been a great student. Growing up, actually, I was a horrible student. I was the kind that did all the projects and stuff, you know, when the night before they were due. I'm sure I did homework somewhere at some time, but quite frankly, friends, I have no idea. I have no recollection of ever sitting down in my home doing homework. Somehow, that's right, that's right. Somehow I got through tests. Somehow I figured things out, but I was not a good student. And I don't know for some of you parents who may have some of those students like that at home, Maybe I can be a source of hope for you. Parents, just hang on for you students who may be like me. Listen to me. Do your homework, please. Please don't be like me. But I was never a good student and I was one of the ones who, you know, we made up this, these things ourselves. We um, we always had the same question. We were sure that we didn't have to pay attention as much as everyone else because we were sure that there would be a day when we would get out of school and we wouldn't have to learn it. We would not have to make use of this stuff. And we'd always ask the question, you know what it is, right? When are we ever going to use this? You guys are better than me, right? I had a teacher said, just you wait. Just you wait Of course, as I've gotten older, if I've been a part of different projects and things, I've seen that, yeah, there are some things that I've gone back on that I've learned in school that I thought before would would mean nothing to me, that I thought I was just learning just to fill time and to give someone else a paycheck. I've learned my lesson, friends, and I hope that maybe you and I can learn our lesson today as well. Because quite frankly, I know that there's a lot of stuff about scripture i know there's a lot of things about who we are as the people of god that kind of seem like stuff we'll never have to use in the real world how many times has someone told me that preacher you just don't understand the real world because i live somewhere else apparently So many things we hear about what the disciples did and what they saw and how they interacted with Jesus and other people. So many things we hear about somebody like the Apostle Paul, Mary Magdalene, all these people. We hear all these things they went through. We hear all these things they said and we think, well, that's them. What am I ever going to have to think about stuff like that for my own life? Well, friends, here's why we are here today. We are here because God has shown us something. God has shown us that what happened on Good Friday wasn't the end. God has shown us that death, that evil, that injustice, that all the things that represent this world never have the final say. It is God. The God of love, the God of power and might. It is God whom we serve who always has the final say and his final say is always hope. It's always hope. And God has told us that. God has told a group of people like us who have come and we've sat down and we are listening to what God is saying, hopefully today. So as you're sitting in that desk and I mean, excuse me, that pew. (laughs) Listen to what God is telling us. That is never the end. There is always hope. Sometimes, though. We feel like, yeah, OK, God's told us to that, but that really has no bearing for me. And that's why I think oh, I love I love the book of John anyway. Can we just set that straight? Most inspired book of the Bible. Right. We have know that you've probably never heard me say that. Right. And John, I don't know, maybe he's gotten his stories mixed up or maybe he's he's listening to how other people have told stories and he's putting it all together. Because you'll notice the way he tells the resurrection story is a little different than how some of the other gospel writers might have done. But I love how he puts Mary Magdalene in the center of what happens on Easter morning. She's making her way there and perhaps to to take care of the dead body, to go through a ritual ceremony that she needed to complete As she's there with all the pain in her heart and all the reminders of what's going on the last couple of days, she gets to where she knew that she knew that the last time she was here, she saw Jesus' dead body right there, and now it's gone. Now, for you and I, when we hear that, we want to say, Hallelujah, He is risen. But Mary doesn't have the hindsight that we do yet. So for her, it's still... A painful experience. Matter of fact, it's not something yet to celebrate. It's something that just adds to the hopelessness. Not only did they kill him. But now they've taken his dead body away and we have no idea where it's at. All those things he told to us. How can it get any worse? And it seems like Mary, the first inst- instinct she has that she is here now that she's seen that he is not there, she runs to where the other disciples are. She says, all that stuff that happened to us, all the things that we heard, you, you have got to come see this. What does this mean for us now? What, what are we going to do now that he's not here? You heard the two disciples ran neck and neck. They beat each other. They tried to beat each other to the. To the empty tomb, they looked in and, they, yeah, Mary, he's not there. I don't know what this is going to mean for us. Go home and take a nap and sleep on it. Those two disciples left and Mary Stayed. And this is what I appreciate most about Mary at this point because she knew that God had been speaking to her and to all of the people like her who believed. But right now, her faith, her faith was troubled because even though God had said all those things to all of them, right now what mattered most is her faith. In that moment. And while it's important for us to realize that our faith is about us being connected, you have heard me say that so many times. Your your faith is just not your business. Our faith is our business. But there has to come a point, friends, when the resurrection does mean something to me where I stand at the foot of that empty tomb and wonder what this means to me. Mary stood there weeping, hopeless, worried, anxious, everything else you can imagine or can't imagine. Her faith was troubled. And it's to her troubled faith that Christ appeared. And you got to appreciate she's 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 seen two angels apparently come out of nowhere and they fly away or do whatever angels do when they're done talking to you out of nowhere. And then some guy who you think is the gardener comes talking to you like where are all these people come from. Why don't you just tell me what you've done? But then she hears. Mary. In that instant, Mary's own faith has been raised just like Christ. So I need you to hear me this morning that God has told us of his great power and his great love. It is for us to share together. It is for us to come together week after week or whenever we come together to celebrate. But it's got to mean something to your heart but then Jesus has something else to say to Mary he's offered her peace you can tell by the way her attitude has changed you can tell you can almost see her eyes open up light up you can almost see her physically get off the ground and and maybe go to try to hug him or to, to scream to yell out in that instant but then he says now I want you to do something I want you to go and tell the others. Go and tell the others what you have seen this morning. We come here to worship the risen Savior. Because God has told us just how much we are loved. And I hope that as you come, whether it's on Easter, whether it's any other day of the year, I hope that you hear in your heart, that God has loved you. But then you also got to hear what Jesus said afterwards, that when you leave this place, you still have something else you have to do. There's still someone who isn't a part of the us. (laughs) Are you kidding? There are still people who are part of the us who don't know what you know. They don't know how much they're loved. They're trying to get their lives together first before they can come be a part of us. You know how backwards that is? The cross says you don't have to wait to get your life together. We don't have time to wait. And as the people of God, what we are celebrating today is God's power, God's love given to us and given to every single one of you here this morning that's gotten up, gotten yourself all pretty, come to sit with somebody next to you and come to have a good time. Got your Bible open right there. You got your egg. God has come and told every single one of you, you are loved. Would you re- repeat that with me? I am loved. Now hear Christ say, Go tell them what you've seen today. In Jesus' name, amen.